Hello, everyone. Jeez. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Reviews in the West, our top films of 2020. It's finally here. I know everyone's been waiting for this. We've been getting fan requests, ma mail, le uh, letters in the mail. It's been nonstop. I got death but, uh, threats. Wait, we Chase have fans? <laughs> I got death threats, dude. They they came to my house, and they are like, That's fucked if you up. don't do the 2020 film review, I'm going to fucking kill you. No, and I wait, was like, wait. on a goes. You know, but, okay, okay, It's fucked wait, up. Don't go on. to Chase's house. Don't give death threats. Please. Wait, wait. Let, this can't be all that bad. They burned crosses outside your house. Uh. uh oh, okay. We, we got to do this thing. We... No, they did not burn crosses outside of my house because <laughs> I am not gotta, in we... the Ku Klux Klan. No, no, no. It's totally fine. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm Victor Martin, as always. I am here with Chase the Biddle and Nick McCann, the movie man. Hey. Don't you how forget is, it. How is your day going, guys? It's great. Sun's finally coming out in our neck of the woods. I can keep the door open, let some flies in. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it was good. I woke up with a migraine. Um... Started my day off good. I was sweaty when I woke up with a migraine. I was like, wow, it's going to be a great day. And then it was. It was really good. I, I rode my motorcycle for a few hours. Hell yeah. um, and then I, I ended my, my day until I was here. Uh, until here, I, I played some Master Chief Collection. I've just been Halo 3 in it down and just oh. teabagging some noobs, man. Nice. It's been great. Classic. Classic. I might have to get... I'm gonna have to get that soon. I, I read an article. They're gonna shut down all the 360 servers for all the Halo games on 360. Really? It's a lot because it's a lot of resource managing between that and the Master Chief Collection and so forth and the new games. So yeah, they're gonna pull the plug on that at the end of this year, I think. That makes sense. That's, yeah, still Which sad. Is kind, of a sh kind of a shame. Halo Reach was my game, dude. I went to Dang. I went. Bro, I sleep. Halo Reach is in the Master Chief Collection. Oh, they added yeah. it. Yes. Nice. Great. They they added the one without the Master Chief. Good. Well, they also yeah. I mean, I mean, it, I think it's just all uh, the Master Chief collection was probably just like, hey, I know that Bungie's not a part of this anymore, but let's add all of their games and also let's add our newest one in there too. <laughs> yeah. That is significantly worse than all the other ones. Wait, Guardians is in Guardians. Guardians four. Is in there? Oh, four. four. Okay. Oh, four. Yeah. See, I, for, I forgot four existed for a second. Yeah, it's four is a for. I think everyone forgets four. Well. I think I would forget five even more. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I think the premise was pretty cool, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't play the story at all. I literally just played SWAT for like three weeks when I had my Xbox, and then I got. I traded my Xbox for my PlayStation, and then I've never looked back. SWAT is like the best multiplayer game type. It's sweet. I think. It's yeah. fun. SWAT um, annoys me on a bad day. I think it would annoy anyone on a bad day. Get good, Nick. You need I be, was you need good. Be, you need to be practicing with your good. BR, son. Practice with good. that BR. And then the years Aim high. Away what I had. When in doubt, jump and throw a grenade, bro. Yeah. Halo one hundred and one. Straight facts. Straight rocket facts. jump. Rocket jump it. Hmm? Um. What are we doing today, Victor? Well. We are talking about our favorite and least favorite films of 2020. We've been doing this for a few years now. Um, it sounds like it was pretty tough to to gather up and scrape 
the list of films that came out last year. There was quite a bit, but because of the pandemic, you know, it was yeah less enticing to like watch films, at least on my end. Like I don't really want to watch digital films. I don't want to pay twenty bucks for a new release. So Yeah, that it was just that rough else, all around. Yeah, just uh that it was a lot less enticing to go and seek out new movies this year. Uh, or last year, and also we had to, since the Oscars were putting it off, we figured we might as well put off our top ten list, too. Yeah, and give us more time to watch new stuff, or old stuff, I guess, because, yeah. Because yeah. we're four but, months into a new year, and we already got some movie watches under our belts here. Dude, we're almost five months into the new year. We're already halfway done with this month. My Isn't that whack? It's whack. Shit whack. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's only um, one movie I really love this year so far. Like, come on. Same. Um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. We're going to go down our list. Casual uh-huh. shit. Easy shit. Money Easy in the bag. Shit. Easy shit. Dubs Cas- everywhere. Yep, Casual. yep. To so, the moon. So here's the thing. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't get ten movies because I didn't watch a lot of movies. So during my quarantine time, I was catching up on old movies that I haven't seen yet. So. Yeah. I may kind of alter mine a little bit. When you guys do your top ten, my first five that I'm putting down are going to be the new films that I watched for the first time in 2020, if that makes sense. Okay, sure. And then that way I can contribute each time, uh, and then I'll, you're not I'll just add sitting there. Yeah, I'll add a little bit to it and stuff. But um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I can do that. I'm cool with that. Okay, yeah, that works for me. Word, word. And I got, um, I have a yeah. I have a couple honorable mentions before we kick it off here too. Yeah, uh, do we want to do like do you have any least favorite films that you want to talk about first? Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me just. Uh, oh yeah, let me get my letterboxed open. <laughs> Letterbox, best website ever. I'm so thankful for this site. It's so Dude, like, for just real. being able to keep track of like. It's so nice. I love it. I love it. It's wonderful. It's great. Shout out Letterbox. Yeah. Dude. Shout out Letterbox. If you ever want to like. You know, sponsor us or something like that. Like we'd be down. I think I'd be down. You know, advertise you to hell, and we would not feel sorry about it. True. Okay, I want to start with the worst movie I saw last year. Oh my god, it just annoyed me to all the hell. Actually, it just pissed me off the whole way through. It was the remake of Valley Girl. Oh, I remember. Oh, goodness gracious. So I watched the original with Nicolas Cage with last year, uh, per my mother's suggestion, and to my surprise, I was I actually ended up really liking it. It's a charming little romance movie, a great eighties soundtrack. Nicolas Cage is an oddly charming romance lead, uh, and yeah, just it had a good it had a good heart behind it, it had a good message behind it that I really got behind. And so yeah, let's uh, let's look at this one. Like let's look at this one. Let's look at this remake. See how this. It's gonna go. It, might, it would definitely not be good, but let's check it out anyway. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it bad? It shit the bed. Oof. It it shit the bed. So, so uh, yeah, this one's a musical now instead of a straight drama, romance, comedy, and so on. Hmm. And it's so terrible. First off, the soundtrack is the most safe 80s soundtrack you can ask for in one of these throwback movies. I'm fine. I love these classics, but come on. Sh- put, put something new in there. Something that hasn't been put in a movie yet. 
Does it feel the, like the millennials like idea or the zoomers idea of the eighties? Yeah, and the production design is so fucking tacky. Like they got leg warmers, neon lights, solid uh, I've always colors, hated that. big hair. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's the eighties. Rock of Ages did this <laughs> years ago. Super artificial. Yeah. Uh the musical numbers were badly rendition bad renditions of the songs the acting was horrible whoever let logan paul onto the cast should be fired severely logan paul's in the movie yeah and he's the worst he's horrible imagine yeah (laughs) (laughs) she couldn't hate him enough um yeah the acting was bad the writing was shitty there was no it totally missed the idea of the original movie and I just, it pissed me the fuck off. I couldn't, I, I couldn't take it. Fuck off. Fuck off. I had a horrible time watching this one. My, my mother will tell you. I can imagine. Yeah. And it's a shame. There's, there's, there's great actors in it, too. Like the chick from Happy Death Day. She's, she was great in that oh, movie. Yeah. And no, th- th- this movie did her dirty. Don't uh, watch she, The New Valley Girl. Don't do it. Don't do it. So that's my worst movie of the year. Should I just keep going with ones? Yeah, maybe just kind of like... Not to hijack speed right round. the gate. Okay. Yeah, speed round. Speed round. Quick okay. quick uh, summaries. Okay, uh, Ghosts of War. A really bad war horror movie. It felt like someone watched Overlord and thought, Hey, I could do that shittier. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, The Turning. January horror movie. Oh, uh, it's a shame. Uh, Finn Wolfhard and Mackenzie Davis, enthusiastic actors, but the material is so, it's so terribly directed. If you want a better version of that story, watch The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's mm. the same, based off the same book, and it's, but this one's just awful. Uh, Mulan, really disappointing all around. Mm. Totally. You can listen to our review of that one on the channel. Yeah, yeah. Bloodshot, Vin Diesel tries to make oh. himself look cool again for the millionth time. <laughs> for the millionth time. Keeps trying. Keeps, Keeps trying, trying, man. Uh, Ava, a really terrible action movie mm-hmm. with Jessica Chastain by a director that clearly can't do action. Yeah, I think that about does it. Chase, any you want to shoot off? Um, I don't. I didn't watch enough to know, like, Terrible movies. Um, yeah, I, Mulan was pretty bad. I didn't like Mulan. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, okay, so I'll go with mine. Uh, I got uh, so my first one is I got five on it three. It's the <laughs> third film in the I got five on it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what franchise? I got five on it. It's a really bottom of the barrel like stoner comedies franchise the first two are pretty funny and like that like so bad mm-hmm. way but this one it just only so it's a, like a duo brother group that uh direct these films equivalent to the coens but they do like uh stoner comedies stoner comedies and just some really <laughs> weird low budget b-movie stuff uh, but only one brother was able to do this one and it shows because it, it's it's missing it's missing something there's some characters who don't get enough screen time it's it's a bummer. I was disappointed severely. Uh, Mulan, we talked about that. Just boring. Not even worth even talking about anymore. Uh, 
Um, and I guess Cadaver uh, film. It was, a, I think, a. F- oh, yeah. It was European, a Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. It had that- a really cool concept, but, like, damn, it just sort of got stupid very quick. <laughs> yeah. I was torn about that movie, too. I guess it was a good premise, but I just got confused at the mechanics of it. It just, I just had to wonder more than I had to be entertained. Yeah, it it was a severe miss. They could have done so much more with that one. Um, and then I got to give a special shout out to Mank, the one of the boringest films I had seen from last year. Um, oh, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a hot take. That's a real hot take. I just I already wasn't really hyped seeing it. And so maybe that didn't help, but I just did not find it to be interesting whatsoever. Um, there's some interesting moments. Uh, there are some like uh, mo- uh, monologues that I thought were well written, but overall, a bore and a snore. So bore and a snore. Bore and a snore. Well, sn- well I, can so under- I can understand. I can understand bore, but a snore. <laughs> that's just that's just. Too it's in fun. black and white, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and it's oh, okay, most, we're going to pull that card. The most artificial, gross, just film filter that they could have used. It just looks... It's... They well, did David... a decent job replicating, like, old film stock, mm-hmm. but the digital, the, the, the pure digitalness of it just... You can tell. You can It's so conflicting. It's yeah. like... Aren't you, uh... It's like the image kind of jitters. There's, like, you know, scratches every once in a while. But it was just a weird, weird choice. Well, I, Super strange. You just want to go up to the door and be like, Hey, David, pick up a fucking film camera. Kind of, yeah. It was just a huge misfire. Hmm. So, yeah. Those well, are that's, mine. That's impressive, and I'm out of here. I don't like your words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those go. there goes our least favorite films of the year. Yeah. And um, let's go to honorable mentions. Nick, you want to start us off? Sure, sure, sure. My first one is Blood Vessel. It's a pulp horror movie from on Shudder, and it is so pulp. It's really entertainingly pulp. I like it. it. Any gamers out there, have you ever played the Zombie Army trilogy at all? It feels like that. You have these really distinct characters. It each represents a nation from World War II. They're trapped on this boat. Uh... Nice horror movie, uh, clever use of the vampire tropes, just all around really entertaining. Good to sit back to and watch. Uh, First Cow, it's a, it's a western sort of drama, or like a frontier adventure drama. It's not even an adventure, it's just two guys making treats, making cakes. <laughs> it, it was good, kind of kind of slow for my taste, I don't think I'll watch it many more times. But it is it is good, four by three, the what the production design, it, it's got a unique style to it. it. It's fine. It feels like something you would read for an English class or something, kind of. I won't want to say Mark, I won't want to say Mark Twain, but like it's it's right it's going for that. I guess it's, it's got some it's, it's, got, some, it's got some Twain in it. It's got some Twain. It's got some yeah. novella feel. Some Twain and Twain. And my last <laughs> one. Twang. And my last one is going to be Host, another Shudder horror movie. Ooh, yeah, yeah uh, it doesn't do anything quite new, but the fact it was able to take advantage of the pandemic as far as filmmaking this that fast, it is commendable for what, for what they achieved. It It is pretty good. It's a good watch, what they do. 
they get a lot of stuff in there. They get stunts, they get makeup, and they able to and they able to bounce across between uh, the zoom calls and so forth. It, it, it's it's unfriended lights, but it yeah. just has it has the uh, it has the pandemic gimmick to it. It's, so it's good. I commend them for what they did. So, first one is a film called Deerskin. Um, the director had made that film Rubber. I don't know if you guys remember that one. <laughs> the fucking tire one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one is just. This one's pretty fucking bizarre. Uh, it's about a man who gets very obsessed over this deerskin jacket, and let's just say things kind of go into a house that Jack built, sort of thing. And um, it's the some very great deadpan awkward humor and made me and Stephanie laugh a lot which also boosted my rating for it it's mm-hmm. just overall very bizarre movie um, ending a little underwhelming but overall quite good uh, Defy of Bloods um, yeah uh, this is I think one of the most Spike Lee films I've seen it's quite good um, there's so many powerful emotional moments in it but quite the gut punch for sure um, but don't think I will return to this one anytime soon. Uh, Palm Springs, a good take on the time loop genre that's been milked to death. Um, not really in a genre I'm really interested in, but for some reason it just had uh, good vibes. And the chemistry between the two leads was very entertaining. And huh. um, yeah, I, I, surprisingly, I wasn't really yeah, thinking I was going to like it that much. It's, but. A, it's a time loop movie? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. That was some yeah. That was some drama about Florida. No. It goes kind of in dramatic uh moments, has some dramatic moments, but overall it's it's yeah, pretty entertaining. This one hurts me. Fucking tenet. Um I really wish I'd watched this one again before this because I had a feeling that my with my expectations a little bit lowered I could enjoy find more enjoyment out of it. But um hmm. um hmm. it's it's overall super interesting the concepts pretty uh kind of dope it's it's something it's pretty dope it's just by the end of it i don't know i was pretty conflicted there was a lot of it that i liked but it just felt god i don't know sort of boneless in a in a sense and and a lot of the exposition like a lot of his weaknesses nolan's just got to me this time around and they usually don't but this time i was just sort of sort of like dude get a control get some control man <laughs> control yourself um but there's some dope shit in it okay then host like when nick said uh cool take on that sort of unfriended-esque filmmaking does some creative enough things to to make itself different from uh, unfriended um and then i guess i'll give a shout out to this film called murder death koreatown it's this weird, obscure, bizarre found footage film um, where the premise is an investigation on an actual true crime that had happened in L.A., but it's also a fiction, a work of fiction, and it's just very... You have to see it to understand, but, like... The person who narrates it and films it is super like cringy and awkward. Like he does, does you, what you would expect from like a a, uh, a true crime, like found footage film. It's just like 
it's tries, but it's like, what the fuck? And like, it's totally off kilter. Um, it's overall quite good and it's kind of spooky, but the man behind the camera and the person who stitches it together is just, it just makes the film unlike any found footage I've ever seen. <laughs> really weird. That one you can watch on uh, Prime, I believe. I do recommend it. And that's uh, it. I don't know, man. Cringe. I, I don't think I can handle cringe these days. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's so weird. I don't even know if cringe is the right word, but it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. But those are my uh, honorable mentions. Jace, you got any? No? Great. Cool. Let's, let's I, barely ha- I barely have normal ones, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have any honorable mentions this year. Let's start the freaking top 10 of 2020. Wah, 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 wah. Totally topical. Oh, Sorry. I got carried away. Migo? Amigos, Migo? yes. We are friends. M- Migo first. Migo. I- I'll just go. Number 10 for me. It's uh, Yes, God, Yes. This is, oh. This is based off a short film that came out in 2018 or 2019, and it finally became a feature. I strangely got a big kick out of it. It's one of those dry indie comedies. Plays around a lot with innuendo, which I thought was really funny. Uh, Natalia Dyer, Nancy from Stranger Things. I hope she has a great career ahead of her. She probably does have a great, but I hope she's dead. It, no, I hope she <laughs> hope she continues to pick great roles and have a great career. Because I'm what? sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's fucking dead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, you know <laughs> Oh, Victor. Never change. Simple man. Ow, ow, ow. Anyways, anyways. Yeah, uh, she's great in the movie. I hope she gets more great roles because she is a quality actress, up and coming. Uh, It was also a nice kind of throwback to the early 2000s. I actually felt, this actually felt like the nostalgia hit me this time around. Like, I, I could watch all the 80s, 90s, 70s throwback type period movies and I, can I get a kick out of it? Because I know, I know where, where, what those relate to, those certain things. Mm-hmm. But no, the early two thousands, I lived that, and this movie kind of captured it pretty well. Like uh, song choices, the uh, the lingo, how people dressed, and everything. Like I, I lived through that, and I can, and I, and I can, just, I remember it perfectly, even though I didn't go to a church camp. But yeah, I love you know the innuendo humor in this because. I just, I just love it. It's really funny. There's a lot of it, and it adds to the character a lot. Just how crazy and bizarre uh, the world of sexual awakening is, and yeah, <laughs> it was just funny. It probably not, probably not stand out for anyone else, but I, I, I'm still talking about it right now. It's great. It's fun. Cool. Um, I'll go. My number ten is the Empty Man. The uh, this was a uh, quite a bizarre piece. It's like two hours and twenty minutes. Horror film, horror mystery. Um, very, very cool premise. One that deals with like almost like cosmic horror elements. You have uh, like a twenty-minute prologue that sets up the not even the world, but like the lore behind the so-called empty man yes 
Is this the one you messaged me about some months ago? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I meant to respond to that one, by the way. But yeah. Oh, you're good. Uh, okay. Wait, go, go on. Go on. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, like, it, it does sort of. This is a first time director's work, surprisingly. Um, I guess he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff on, like, Fincher, Fincher sets. Um, but the technical quality is, like, super on point. And while some of the horror elements aren't they're pretty lacking in some moments um overall it's just a super interesting film and for being two and almost two and a half hours it like kept me intrigued um Mm. definitely don't miss this one because i think it uh it definitely is a cult could have a cult following in the future and it does now even it's it's it went under the radar but it's uh weird as all hell bit bit weird like bit confusing towards the end but overall i was i was really digging it so the empty man Okay, my well, number nine. Oh, whoa, 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 we're doing things different around here, son. Okay, okay, okay. pump your, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, holster your so, weapons. Like I said, how I'm going to be doing mine for my, my five, for your ten through six, ten through five, I'm going to do my, um, favorite movies that I've seen for the first time in 2020 because I didn't get to watch a lot of 2020 films. So my number 10 uh, movie is uh, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Huh. Um, I had I had no idea what this movie was when I first saw it. Uh, I should say that it came out in 2008. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, he was pretty big in 2008, you know, like pretty, mm-hmm. pretty big. Um, yeah. and so I, I had no idea. I was like, Josie and I were like, what, uh, what should we watch? And I'm like, oh, Will Ferrell. This looks, this looks like it would be a, like gut bustingly funny because it's Will Ferrell, but it's actually not. It's actually really fucking sad. Yeah. And so essentially the premise of the movie is Will Ferrell is just this normal dude with a very, very like to the second like regimen and his entire life is being narrated um, by, uh, oh, God. Who, who, like it, was, yeah. it was Emma Thompson, right? Emma Thompson, yeah, yeah. Emma Thompson, who has an amazing voice, by the way. She has such Silky. a nice, smoothing, uh, soothing voice. Silky but um, he starts to notice it. And and so there's all these shenanigans that go on. Is she that on. British bitch? <laughs> Victor. Excuse you. Victor. She is royalty. She is great. <laughs> I just wanted to come in. Sorry. Anyway. God. Um, but no, so what What ends up happening is, is you know, Will Ferrell's trying to figure out where this voice is coming from and how how no one else can hear it. Um, but it was, it's, it's, I'm not going to go on any more about it, but it's really good. It's, it's not as funny as I thought it would be. It's actually a really powerful like dramatic piece from will ferrell that you don't really see a lot um i mean of course it's funny but it's not like normal like will ferrell screaming like oh my god like you know ricky bobby type shit but (laughs) it's it's really good it's it has a very emotional uh up front it it like i said it comes off as kind of like a like a comedic um kind of film but then it kind of twists in the middle to this like just like kind of depressing life that this guy has and uh um 
yeah, it's it, there's like a love, there's like a romance in it too with um, uh, Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, and it's great. It's it's super fun, and I I I recommend it. It is a very uh, uh, it's very very good, and it's uh, number five on my on my top five new watches of 2020. That's great, right. bro. Uh, no, I have vague memories of that movie. <laughs> what the fuck? That came off so that came off so condescending, Nick. That's <laughs> great, bro. I have such good memories. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. But I know. <laughs> I have uh, I have vague memories of that movie, honestly, because that was one family and I rented back in the day. They're like, oh yeah, Will Ferrell, he's funny. Well, let's try yeah. it. And I didn't really tune into it a whole lot because I mm. was. Fuck, I was in middle school still, I think, and I still, I still wasn't fully paying attention to movies back uh-huh. then. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, so uh, it was funny for a bit, and then I just kind of left the room and kind of came back in and out and got pieces of it along the way. Yeah, it's it's a more dramatic movie from what I remember. Yeah, because it, it does t- go down a really serious path at one point, but it is. It's pretty. Know, it's it's pretty fun. I I en- I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it was. Sure. I think I enjoyed it more because I was so surprised that it was not just like an outright comedy. Yeah. That it's that and you know, and I, I thought it was super fun. Um, and I, uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's sure. fun. What can I say? I like yeah, it. I don't know. You speak your mind, brother. I'm speaking it. Great. I'm gonna speak my mind now with my number nine. Victor, you're gonna you're not gonna like this. My oh, number nine. Boy. My number nine is Mank. <laughs> more like wank. <laughs> Sorry. More like ahead. we more gotta like, set M for like Mag. Skank and set shank. it to dub. Wait, no, you gotta set to M for Mag. You gotta set it to W for wank. <laughs> Did you nice. set it to wank? <laughs> oh jeez. Poll quote. That's the poll quote for the Blu-ray cover. No, I I was picking up what Mag was putting down. I liked it. Probably because I track down classic movies up more than probably more than the average modern moviegoer uh i was hooked when it said fincher was gonna replicate 30s and 40s filmmaking down to a t and i think he did it pretty well i i like the camera work yeah i guess it, it's digital looking i couldn't tell uh sound quality everything from the sound quality to the aspect ratio and just the whole like look of the production it really captures the feel of that golden era of Hollywood. And Gary Oldman knocks it out of the park again. He's so great in the movie. Rest of the cast as well. Uh, yeah, and it's a very interesting story, I think. And it's interesting, the execution of it, too, because it comes back to that quote Mank says in the movie, how you can't you can't capture a whole guy's life in two hours. You can only hope to get, yeah. get the impression of one. That's what he said about Citizen Kane. I feel like that was the whole message of this movie. Uh, it, it some parts are more interesting than others, but yeah, you do get an impression for Mankiewicz's life in the bits and pieces, and it's it's interesting and it's pretty good stuff. Probably not my favorite Fincher movie, but I think he did pretty dang well. He did well enough. I'm I'm rooting for it. Come Oscar season. Wink, bank. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dang! Oh, my, uh, my my mank spank bank, mank wank spank. Dank mank spank bank. Yeah. Jank. Possibly. Possibly. Nank. 
Um, okay, my number nine is The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Pretty pretty standout horror film that I just kind of surprised the hell out of me. I mean, God, can you blame someone for not being too amped about horror films these days? I can't. But The Invisible Man uh, kind of, I don't know, just one of the different horror films to come out in the past few years. Damn right you were surprised. You should have seen the look on your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's spooky. I mean, it's not like right out uh, scary but there is some great um it's like, like a thriller. camera work yeah it's it's more of a thriller but a lot of the camera work does justice or like adds to the horror elements um god yeah i think i mean even with upgrade one l just shows like great talent i um, will watch whatever this guy directs yeah straight up so invisible man totally recommend if you're into horror films it's it's quite good even if you're not into horror films maybe give it a go it, oh, it would great. it would satisfy a, a variety of people. It's great. It's fantastic. All right, number four, uh, rewatch or not rewatch, uh, first watch, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh hell yeah! Haven't that, seen it. It's it's such a that's a fucking good movie, man. I love it. And that's it. also one that's very like not a. It's not like a. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a good no. It is not a... There's some funny bits in it, because, yeah. but it's, like, funny in a way that's like, wow, I should not be laughing at this, but Jack Nicholson is just a fucking treasure. He's, he is. <laughs> he, treasure, that's exactly the word. And means. so, uh, essentially, it's about this um, this guy who's just a... Honestly, just a fucking asshole. He's just yeah. a... Like, a horrible man. <laughs> and... Um, he gets sent to a, uh, it, it's either he goes to prison or he goes to a psychiatric ward, um, I think, right? Yeah. Well, he's a prisoner, he gets transferred to a psych ward. Yes, yes, he gets transferred he, to the psych ward because he's, isn't he faking it? He thinks that he's, he'll it, get, comes across, he thinks, it comes across as he's faking it. Yeah, he thinks he'll get better treatment in a psych ward Yeah. prison. Yeah, so, um, but essentially you get, you, you have Jack Nicholson who's, relatively you know like i said he's he's faking this this mental illness and then he's around people who actually do have these mental illnesses um and uh uh it's just it's it's kind of fucked up because they're they're trying to get like the help and i'm pretty sure i don't know if i don't think this is a spoiler or anything but i'm trying to not make it a spoiler for you victor i really don't want it to be <laughs> that's okay but I think there's something there it's something like they're all there willingly. Um, so he's the only one there that's not that didn't come in for themselves. Um yeah. and so that there's a there's a contrast there because these people actually want to be there and he's just fucking around because it's like, well, I'm not in prison, you know. And and it's it's there's the there's a relationship that is similar to the movie The Ringer from uh, Johnny Knoxville, but <laughs> <What the> hell? <laughs> in a much more in a, in a much more appropriate way. Um, I mean, everything that he does in the film is fucked up and inappropriate and totally should not be done by any human. But oh, yeah. at a certain point, he kind of actually starts to like love these guys, and. But there's and, still that underlying aspect of he's just fucking around. He doesn't really but care. You're forgetting mm. one big important factor, Nurse yes. Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. She is 
out to get Jack Nicholson. She's a straight demon. She is terrible. Um, She's really abusive uh, and has like power hungry, but it's, it's, it's really good. It's such a good movie. (laughs) I've, I was recommended it um, in a car ride with someone. I don't remember who it was, but I was like, "Yeah, cool. I'll watch that tonight." I think I watched Stranger Stranger Than Fiction and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in one night. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, it was it was such a fun time. It was or not fun. It yeah. was not a fun time. It was such a a fun experience to be able to look back and be like a movie that's so well regarded that and you have never fucking seen it. Yeah. I have another one on here that's like that too. And so it's just, it was, it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely worth the, the spot where it is. Um, I think it could be higher. I don't think I could make it lower. The eighth movie that I liked last year. It's The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Mm. So this one, this one lured me in pretty well. You know me, I love my monster movies. I also like being blind. That's great. Are you in a, you're in Eclipse. Look at you. J.J. Abrams' camera in here. Yeah, exactly. Lens flares. Let's do it. Chill out, Abrams. Chill out, Michael Bay. Why don't you go ruin? It. Why don't you go ruin Star Wars? No. <laughs> I'm just it's not kidding. His, it's not I'm his kidding. fault. I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyways, yeah, you know me. I like my monster movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking. So I heard. Oh, this looks like a werewolf movie. Let's check it out. Uh, yeah. it, it's kind of a monster movie. It plays itself like a creature feature. It has that framework to it, but it's a very, but it's really a dark humor, a dark humor drama, and it's actually it's surprisingly really good. What's this? I like guy's when name? I like when like uh, specifically like monster movies have a tendency to to end up being more like drama like uh, type stuff like that. Like I like when they do that. Like The Fly. The fly is a creature feature, and it's definitely like that. But it's pretty, also pretty dramatic as well. Yeah. So. Well, this one, this one's like a, this one's like a dark comedy though. Jim Cummings, apparently, he's getting around is these he? days. Uh, yeah, he he write he writes, directs, and stars. I think, and he does pretty good job. I was laughing at a lot of the jokes, and I was getting the circumstance of it all because that's that's what it is. Good comedy mm-hmm. comes from good drama and all that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh. It progresses really nice. The acting is really great, especially from the late Robert Forster. That guy was a treasure, let me tell you. Uh, nice send-off for him. And, yeah, this one was just unexpected, and I dug it quite a bit. It wasn't what I expected, but it's, it entertained me nonetheless. I, I recommend this. Victor, this might be, like, a movie for you because it's, it's pretty diff- It's pretty out there if we're yeah. – uh, using me for a reference point, it's a pretty out there movie for a guy like me. But I was able to, yeah, I, I was able to, I was able to latch onto it. I liked his uh, his film Thunder Road. I thought that was quite good. So yeah, I was interested in this one. It looks pretty good. Yeah, check it out. And Robert Forster, just one one more time. Shout out Robert Forster, <laughs> Sheriff Truman's father in Twin Peaks season three. Mm. Max anyway. Cherry, Cherry Bale Bond. season. <laughs> Um, okay, my number eight is a film called Shit House. Uh, this is a sort of a. It's weird. It's sort of a. I'll say. It's got a very like indie cutesy Sundance feel to it, which 
doesn't really interest me at all. But for some reason, this film of like, basically it's about this, 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 um, college freshman fish out of water sort of scenario. doesn't really have any friends. He's trying to figure himself out. Uh, very overwhelmed by college, feeling lonely, trying to find friends. It's surprisingly really well made for this kid's first film. I think he's like 23 or something. He's super young. Um, but I don't know. This one just really, really hit me. I mean, I haven't, I mean, I never went to college, but I think that a lot of people could, um, relate to a lot of, of what happens in this film and like what the character, it sort of has like link later elements where a lot of conversation, a lot of just back to back dialogue of, and you're kind of learning about the characters as yeah. they, as they go on. So, um, it's, so it's boring. You could say it's boring. I'm going to get your ass. Boy. Ah, you hey, um, boyhood is a genuine classic. Oh, it's don't even start. On boyhood. <laughs> don't even get um, me started on boyhood. But yeah, I just, I just, it hit me. And, uh, made me feel very emotional and the lead character he surprisingly shows a lot of fragility like just more than you you would you really see with like a a male lead character like he's crying he's calling his mom because he's like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like i'm you know i'm kind of nervous i'm scared it's like really something and the lead performance from uh the guy who directed he's the lead actor and he just he kills it so with everyone else in the film it's just it's it's a very uh, it's a cas- it's a very easy watch, but I definitely recommend it. He shows great potential. So where do you uh, house? Where can you watch it from? Um, I think you have to rent it on. Yeah, you have to rent it on Amazon. Where? Yeah. My uh, my number eight or my number three uh, movie watch of the uh, of new movie of twenty twenty is um, Howl's Moving Castle. Mm. Um. It's a Studio Ghibli film. Studio Ghibli, Studio Ghibli, however you want to say it. Gif, um, Gif. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty good. The premise is uh, there's this girl, I think her name is Mary? I'm probably wrong, but I think that's her name. Um, she, uh, she lives in this town where there's this, like, magician whose name is Howell, and he just does magic and shit, and it's... And it's really cool and and uh yeah and one day she meets this howl and um immediately there's this like spark um connection so something happens where uh, she's she's she makes uh she's a oh god haberdatcher Haber, haberd haberdatchery yeah she makes hats but for something happens where um she gets turned into an old woman uh and she's only like I think she's probably only like 18 or something like that. Um, and so she goes out and she's looking for Howl to see if they can see if he can get her, um, see if he can get her back to normal. And it's just this, this nice adventure film with, uh, with so many like kooky characters and, and the, the animation of course is beautiful. Um, but the, uh, the, the story itself and the way that everything kind of plays out is just, it's just beautiful. It's like, it's like living in a children's book. Hmm. It's, it's so, it's so gorgeous and grounded and, but still it's up in the sky with your imagination. It's like, it's, 
it's just such a fun film. And I'm I hadn't watched any Ghibli film at all, and other than uh, Grave of Fireflies, which is if you haven't seen that one, that's a World War II film. Yeah, um, takes place in either I think it's like Hiroshima or Nagasaki or one of those. Something like that. It's Ooh. tough to watch, but it is still incredible. Um, a gorgeous film as well. But um, nice. yeah, I'm 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 pretty solid with uh, with Howl's Moving Castle and uh, uh, them being on HBO Max is uh, yeah is great. And I'm able to watch all the all the Ghibli films and. I've kind of slowly been been making my way through. I, w- I watched uh, three of them in like uh, in like a week, just kind of moving through them to, to get nice. watching them. But uh, yeah, uh, Howl's Moving Castle is super fun. Is this the one with the gray bunny panda looking thing? No, that's my that's neighbor Totoro. Totoro. But um, my neighbor this, what? My neighbor Totoro. Mm. Um, but this one is uh, uh, in the American version or the. I think Billy Crystal plays one of the uh, plays one of the characters, and his name is uh, Calcifer, and he's like a little he's like a little flame ball, fucking <laughs> amazing. And then Christian Bale actually voices Howell. Um, wow! It's and it's really good. So Christian Bale, who has an, another fantastic like dreamy voice, gets to gets to voice this like like dreamy character and it's just it's just perfect it's a fucking great film big name stars okay yeah it's pretty it's pretty good it's really it's really good i i thought it was fantastic cool nice i'm just i'm waiting for the day i start on jubilee that i everyone talks them everyone talks talks an armful about them so at some point you gotta kind of it's fun they're they're such they're such fun Dude. Yeah, even if you're not into anime, like yeah, it's like just the storytelling and in the world building, it's just super. You just can't go wrong. Yeah, and it's it just beautiful. It doesn't feel like anime. Anime is is yeah. drawn out, and you know, I think the best not way to dramatic. like just to describe anime is like watching a Dragon Ball Z episode, where they're just screaming for 15 minutes and then nothing happens. Like that's kind of what anime, like in my that head, is. They, yeah, that or they blow up the planet. They blow up the planet, or they start having sex. Like it's it's one of the three. It's like hot either, take. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, this when feels like this feels like a Pixar film. Yeah. It, it it genuinely feels like a Pixar film, and if Pixar decided that they wanted to work with, uh, um, oh my God, what's his name? Who makes the Who makes the the Ghibli films? Is it Miyazaki? Miyazaki. If if Miyazaki made a fucking Pixar film, that would be unstoppable. Right up my fucking alley, dude. Is it Nick, your number seven, right? Yes, lucky number seven. That would be Tenet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe it like how I did in my Instagram video. Wow, and what, what, and wow. I missed this in the theaters for obvious reasons, but and I. Bought it, and I straight bought the movie on a limb, hmm. because I didn't, I didn't want to rent it. So I just straight bought it. Uh, we sat sat down and watched it, and I dug it a lot. I, w- I was really into it, up until a point, but not like that. Not like that. I really like the movie, but I really like the movie. It's classic Nolan, for better or for worse, which is the saying l- lately, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's some impressive shit in here, even for Nolan. For one, I think this is his best action filmmaking he's done ever. It's so fast and so visceral. He's 
he's starting to take notes, I think, from his peers and his past projects. This is like John Wick quality action, I think. Wow. This is, it's like his John Wick. It's There's some kind of, impressive shit in here. Like, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I was actually thinking of going along the same lines as you, Nick, and just saying fuck it and buying it. Yeah, but, yeah. But from what I hear, the... Uh, and you guys have both seen it, and, and Victor, you saw it in theaters, and Nick, you watched it at home. So uh, apparently the audio, like the dialogue in some points, you can just not fucking understand what they're saying. Uh, yeah, that, that is the caveat. The audio yeah. mixing is various skew you need either need to change the frequencies on your television or straight turn up the volume quite a bit i keep I, I mean i have subtitles on all of my movies that i watch yeah so. you'll be fine then it's okay. just like it's purposeful like he does it's like a, he does it for a reason mm-hmm. does um, he he does he says he yeah i, mean, I, he I just, think he, I, did he say it afterwards or did he say it beforehand well, I think he's kind of defended his previous films. He says he kind of takes like a sort of abstract approach to it because he says like, mm. you know, people can get experimental with like visuals and stuff, but why can't, you know, I get experimental with audio okay. and like, I get that, but it's just, uh, it's just, it's just something you don't see <laughs> I really ever hear. in mainstream I, films. So yeah. like when it does happen, you're like, bro, I want to hear what they're saying. But I, I still guess want to hear I'm not the supposed to. Story points. <laughs> exactly. Like when I finished the movie, I was like, "What was going on?" <laughs> well, that, that, <laughs> that's another thing. I was with. I was actually with it for quite a while, and then there was a point where my brain got distracted for a microsecond, and I lost oh, my screwed. place in the movie. <laughs> like, what? yeah, dude. What's happening? I'm trying to remember what scenes. Like, I mean, there's just like pivotal moments, especially I, like I think the phone they, call towards the they, end. When they introduce the red and blue room, I think, is when oh I... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was fun. It was fun, though. I I don't take it as a negative, but that was kind of fun just to kind of see how long I could last in a Nolan movie. Because I remember back in the day, Inception threw me off. Yeah. It's like, fuck me up, dude. But now Inception, like, that seems like a cakewalk compared it, to this, honestly. Like, the thing with this one is, like, it explains a lot to you, but it still yeah. goes, like, really fast. It's and still not enough. <laughs> it's like holding your hand, but, like, running. And you're like, uh, You're, you're what's dragging going across on? the ground. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, like, yeah, yeah, that red and blue room. I am like, this looks dope, and this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't understand the mechanics <laughs> behind it. But yeah. things go reverse and he goes forward. That's fine. I'll roll yeah, with it. Just, that's that's it. That's all. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. We're done. No, I like it. How it's basically his mind writing a James Bond movie. It has the feel of the older James Bond movies, which I really dug. Right down to a big final assault scene at the end. Fuck. That was real. That was wicked. Uh. No, uh, typical Nolan. Great production values, quality acting when you can hear it. His most visceral and, fa- and fast-paced action sequences thus far. And I appreciate that he's still doing these really high-concept blockbusters. Yeah. And 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 I like that. I'm 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 in that group. I like this will require multiple views to get the hang of at least, or at least get a decent bearing on. Not fully understanding, mm-hmm. but no, it, it's just—it's so cool, man! It's really yeah. awesome. I, I, think I ordered cool. my hot sauce over an hour ago. <laughs> I love it. It's just, best, 
best fight scene. It was awesome. Uh, dude, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, John um, David Washington, he's so awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, he's cool. I like him, but he didn't feel right for the protagonist. Yeah, personally, maybe. I don't know. But Pattinson, though, Robert Pattinson, though. True. True. Great. He do be. He do be there. Hell yeah! I I'm uh, happy for that guy. <clears throat> yes. But no. Finally getting out of the Twilight spotlight. Thank God. But yeah, tenants. I. I'm still confused. I'll probably wa- I'll I'll need a couple more watches, maybe a lot more watches. Definitely a lot more watches, but I I dig it. It it's it's really cool. My number seven is Charlie Kaufman's. I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Fuck. It's a uh, it's a really weird movie. I mean, first of all, it's Kaufman. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. That doesn't surprise me at all. Didn't yeah, we, it's he's a weird man. Wait. Didn't Kaufman write adaptation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, a lot of his scripts are, are quite, quite and up there being in terms John of Malkovich, like too. Yeah, well, oh, very okay. cerebral, very. Uh, he- they're very head scratching scripts, but this one in particular. Um, by the end of it, I was more left like confused more than like amazed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like further delving into it and like watching uh, interviews and getting other people's like takes on the film um i'm i'm definitely on board with it like 99 percent. it's not a very entertaining film it drags on a lot and um doesn't hold your hand whatsoever but it deals with a lot of like really heavy topics like loneliness and suicide it's a very like sad sad film um and like what you see on the surface is just like is is not at all it, there's so much more to it deals with like basically the psyche of someone's mind going through depression and really just standout stuff um i just wonder what the netflix audience must have thought about this one because it's uh quite the head scratcher very very good though what does the esteemed letterbox community think of this movie it's kaufman they love him <laughs> it's of course i mean it, it's more divisive i think because of I, don't know, I think some people are, are a bit less patient with like pretentiousness and like that sort of like I'm better than you kind of like smart aleck attitude. Hasn't that um, always been it comes off as very pretentious, but um, I don't know. I, I kind of like that stuff, and mm-hmm. it's one that you can delve a lot of time into, just like researching and 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 picking apart. So <clears throat> yeah. Um. All right. So my number seven first watch of uh... third. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. My number three. Uh, oh, wait. No, this is two. My number two. Whoa, mama. My my number three was uh, Howl's. This is my number two. So Howl. my number two um, first, uh, first watch was Alien. First I, time? I had never I had never seen Alien up until 2020. Wow. And... Wow. God damn, that movie's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a what you a betcha. what a terrifying movie for coming out in what seventy four seventy nine seventy nine. Jesus, it's a it's a it's a scary film. Like it's and, fucked. And old movies don't make me don't scare me. Um, the Exorcist scares <laughs> me just because it's The Exorcist. But you know, other I think the seventies era of horror films just is 
is the level of of horror that like Texas Chainsaw, dude. That is by far one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and there's yeah. nothing outright like jumping at you. It's yeah. just it's just frightening imaging images, yeah. and the way that they like in this movie too, the way that they hold onto reactions and silence is insane. And not to mention that my boy Ridley Scott um, is a legend when it comes to sci-fi and and just in general. Yeah, I might I may have a bias because he, you know, created Blade Runner, but not created, but directed Blade Runner. But yeah, no, it's it's such a frightening film. Even the kind of goofy like pla- like pl- like latex suit they have on on the actor is still is still scary to this day. Is it's 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 goofy, able huh? It's it's a little it's a little goofy. If you see it in wide shots, it's a little goofy. But that's just because it's a it's a relatively lower budget film, and yeah, you know it's it's it, it's, it's it's also 70s uh, like fucking latex molding. It, like it doesn't it's yeah. it's not perfect. You know. It, well, come on. Let, let's 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 be let's be generous here. Or let, I am. Let's be, I'm being very generous. Well, not generous. I mean, Star Wars came out. Let's previously. be civil here. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Star Wars is also super goofy with their with their uh, with their um, like costumes and stuff as well. You just it saying is. that because the aliens look weird. Star Wars is goofy as hell. Star Wars is goofy as hell. Don't even. Don't I even. love every fucking second of it, but Star Wars is goofy as hell. Um, but I yeah no this this is this is a great a fucking great film man. It's so fun and it's it's terrifying and. I love the, uh, it's, it's also huge, like, the movie is enormous, like, they, they filmed on a, on a, I, I don't know if it was on a, it was, was it a, plan? did they film on another, pl- not, not for real, but did <laughs> not they, another planet. like, did they go to another yeah. planet and film Holy this, shit. <laughs> but they, they were on another planet, right, where they find the, uh, where they find yeah, yeah, the yeah. ship, and yeah, where get- the alien, where the eggs are, and mm-hmm. that's, that looked fucking great that looks so good and i can only imagine that's just a set like a like you know someone made that. oh yeah and and it's just yeah. movies don't get made like that anymore yeah, and it's no. and it's there's not enough there's not as much love in in what you're doing anymore it's i don't know what i don't know what it is but alien is is so good and i, I watched again this is another one i watched them day after day of uh, like which one so i watched aliens after this one and I still Aliens was I I did not like Aliens compared to Alien. Mm. I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was good, but I didn't think that it was it was up to Alien status. Good, you mean amaze balls. I, I could I think that I think that uh, that Ripley was in all of this is a fantastic character and yeah. one of if not the greatest female protagonists to ever be written. Um, she's so powerful, and I think she does, I think her character is better, um, described in, the in Aliens, I will give you that. It, she has more of, uh, in Alien, she could be just swapped with a man, and it would feel no different. I don't think but, so, I don't think so. Well, but so in much. Aliens, Aliens, she has that motherly kind of instinct yeah. that we see, that we well, couldn't see with a man, you know what I mean? Still, so. still, yeah, it's playing on the final girl trope that was just starting up 
in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Got movies like Halloween, starting the slasher film, yeah. and she's. But she was she was fucking she was, she was cooler than I think cooler than all the other final girls. I think she's the final girl, the coolest final girl. Well, still, she it's she starts off as a side character and then she gets bumped up to leader status mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, that's what makes her great in this movie. Also, the fucking cat doesn't get killed. Mm, that was my favorite oh. part of the movie. I was so pissed. I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, dude, if this cat dies, I will shut this movie off right now. I would have left it. Uh, I don't remember the cat's name, but Jonesy. Jonesy. Jonesy didn't die, and I was so fucking pumped. I was so pumped. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Jonesy. I was. I think I remember. I remember messaging you guys in the group chat. As I was watching this movie, I'm like, I swear to fucking God, if, if Jonesy dies, I will be so mad. But, regardless, my number two favorite film of watched for the first time in 2020 is Alien. Sick, dude. Right on. I, I, I'll just say, I love the 1970s. The 70s cinema is my favorite era of filmmaking ever. I'm starting so, to like it. I'm starting to like it quite a bit. So much good shit came out, and all the mm-hmm. new... All the new Artists start getting famous. My number six is Greenland. It's a disaster movie with Gerard Butler. I was mm. hoping for entertainment, but I got something kind of com- kind of different with this one. It's a disaster movie less about spectacle and more about character drama, and it succeeds pretty well. Uh, it's great, cool action scenes for the mid-budget. We don't see a lot of mid-budget action movies anymore, so this one looked pretty good. Sans a couple iffy effect sequences but no there's great variety but mostly it's it's the characters that matter in this movie and the situations it's about the it's about watching society react to this uh global event this planet killing meteor that's incoming toward earth and it's cool seeing all the different scenarios that get thrown at these characters and so forth angry mobs uh breakdowns of local society uh helping out Helping and fighting strangers and all that, like it was really well done. Gerard Butler does a great job. Marina, Bac- uh, Marina, what's her face from Deadpool? Marina Bacarin. Marina Bacarin. She was excellent too. The kid in this movie was great as well. If you want a disaster, so good. You so good. The kid. Okay. <laughs> no, if you want a if you want a disaster movie, where. If you want more character development out of your disaster movie, this is a good bet to go with, I think. Because I like my Towering Infernos, I like San Andreas and all that like, but yeah, uh, you get just as much spectacle as you do uh, story and character out of this one. And it was great, and it was great to watch something like this in the middle of the pandemic. Just some, just some hope that I could still be entertained cinematically in trying times like this. Just to escape for a little bit, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Greenland. It shot up there gradually. Nice. The more I thought about it, I like. I right. love when I love when movies do that. You you first you go home after like watching it, like going to the theater, and you're like, that was pretty good. And then you like wake up the next morning, and you're like, man, that was pretty good. And then you go to sleep <laughs> one more time, and you wake up, and you're like, that was really good. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, my number six is. Oh, I guess this one is a best picture contender. I think uh, another round. Danish oh, film. oh, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. With, with Mads Mikkelsen. Dude, that, I've heard the premise of that. That sounds yeah. so fucking good. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the premise so is good. this group of teachers who um, try this experiment where this philosopher or um, this man basically had this idea that 
humans are born with a low alcohol, blood alcohol content, and that having a drink, bringing it above that level every day, you know, boosts creativity, reduces stress, makes you all around a more, uh, a better person all around. Um, but really, really at the core of it, it's just kind of like finding that spark in your life and f- finding what makes you happy. Mads Mikkelsen's character is very depressed. He's just, the, that spark in life isn't there. And through this uh, experiment, while it does get a bit rocky, he does find what's important in life. And like, it's a very life-affirming film. Um, it's It's very low-key for like the majority of it. I could probably bring this to like my number seven, but like, I don't know, as a, as a character piece and just the themes that are presented, it just really got me good. And the ending is just, boy, just, just such a, just, it's such a good ending. It's so feel good. Um, it's, it's sort of bittersweet. Uh, but damn is the ending just like, yeah. Yeah. Life is good. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch that tonight. I'm you excited. should do it. Yeah, I'm it's great. You know, here's the question I'll bring up, like the start of the episode question that we didn't do here. Has Matt Mickelson ever done a bad role? I don't know. I haven't seen him enough, but uh, he's great. He's a Casino Royale, Rogue One, fucking Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Mm. Shit, he he comes out swinging every time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's great in this. Very uh, low key, like I said, but nice. great film. All right, my number one first watched film of 2020 is Spirited Away, and another 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 Ghibli film. But this is by far the greatest animated movie I have ever seen, and I will I at, for. At, my favorite, one of my top, my top five favorite movies of all time is Hercules, like the mm. the '90s Hercules, and I, this is their fighting, right? Damn. And and it's and Hercules is like, I'm talking five of all time of my favorite movies in general. <laughs> like it's like Blade Runner, 2049, 2001, and then the Goonies, and then maybe, maybe Hercules. And this is the, they're fighting right now. Spirit <laughs> away, Ghibli. <laughs> Spirited Away is about uh, this little girl and her family. Um, they they move to a new. They're moving to a new house, um, or they're moving. Yeah, they're moving to a new area, and she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't know the area or anything like that. She's a normal little girl. She's curious and and excitable, but still, um, she's very. She's scared. She's she's scared for the most part, and. Um, she ends up going into this world, uh, into this this spirit world, where she now has to kind of be brave by herself um, when her parents get turned into pigs, and um, it's wait, wait what <laughs> pigs pigs they get turned into pigs yeah what? they're they yeah and so um, they're they're pigs and um, she now has to has to traverse this world. That she didn't mean to come into because her parents were too, were I think there's some sort of like bewitching, like in a tunnel or something like that. She she has to figure out this world on her own, and 
um, she has to be brave and she has to kind of grow up and 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 uh, it, it really is just a message of I know what is ahead of you looks scary, but as long as you're brave, you're gonna come out on top and you're going to enjoy it and you're gonna have a good time, especially if you're able to, you know, put fear aside and just kind of embrace it. And this this movie feels like a uh, it feels like Alice in Wonderland. It feels like what I want Alice in Wonderland to be. Alice in Wonderland to me is also very important. It's such a creative, uh, just bonkers, wonky film. And this is also just got that... It's so crazy. The characters are so weird. Like, for some reason, there's fucking talking frogs and, like, tuxedos and shit. And they're like... It's, it's so weird. There's, like, little heads that are just heads that kind of, like, roll... And, like, that's how they move, is they just, like, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's, this movie's so fun. It's so fun, and and I could watch it a billion times, and I could still fucking smile every time I watch it. Um, the, the, towards the, like, the third act gets really kind of sad, and, and slows down from the craziness of this new world, but it's so rewarding, it's so beautiful, and... They, from the movies that I've seen, they have not been able to top this. This is so good, and it's so good to the point where it's it's moving up my ladder of favorite films ever. And it's, oh man, Nick, if you it's, if you have not seen it yet, that would be a good one. You should absolutely you should absolutely start with it because it's so good. It is sure. so good, and you can watch it. In, you can watch it in English too, which I watch all of mine in English because if it's offered, I'm going to watch it in English so I don't have to try. Any drawing. big stars in the English version? Um, yes, but I can't really, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I know I remember seeing them, but um, I know the kid that voices Max in uh, in the Goofy movie plays um, plays a character. Uh, oh, okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with the characters' names, but um, yeah, it's uh, uh, Tara Strong is in it, but Tara Strong is is in a lot of shit. Um, Timmy Turner. Yeah. Uh, Susan Egan, who is the voice of Meg from Hercules, she is also in this, and it's very this this movie's so good. This movie's so good, and I I love every bit of it, and I will never get tired of watching it. I might end up watching it tonight after I watch another round, just because it's that fun. Those are my those are my top five first watches of of twenty twenty. We're down to five. Whoa, Halfway mama. Down. It's already half over. The number five movie that I liked last year is The Photograph. Wow. Look at this photograph. Every time it ever makes me laugh. <laughs> no, truth be told, I was in kind of I was in kind of a romance kick uh, what, oh, a few months Nick. ago. I can't I can't lie. I, uh, I I don't know. I just get it gets kind of. It gets kind of juicy when you watch a good romance movie. Whoa, what gets juicy, Nick? Come on now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Where's I'm the fart thing? I'm Where's kidding. the fart oh, thing? Oh, that's right here. Hang on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a wet one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sweet beans. No, I heard. I heard good things about this one. I figured, why not? I'm still in this phase. Let's give it a watch. And I was pretty... I was into it. It was a, It's a very good... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll pull it away. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, 
it takes a bit to get going, but once you're once you're locked in, it's very charming. It's a nice, it's a good it's a good romance. It doesn't fall into a lot of cliche. It takes its characters seriously, and it, yeah, it just doesn't do what's been done in the last ten or fifteen years of romance movies. It's it's realistic, it's grounded, and it's delightful. Lakeith Stanfield, that guy's everywhere, and I want him to He's stay great. everywhere. This guy is awesome. He's really good. Yeah, Issa Rae was great too. Yeah. They both have great chemistry. I love seeing these characters get together and grow and discover things. It it has a good hook to the story too. Again, takes a bit before the wheels start turning, but it does. They do start turning, and I I was with it. I was with it all the way. It it de- it delighted me. I needed that delight in my life. So that's number five. All right, sweet. Um, my number five uh, is "Bada Bing, Bada Boom," "The Sound of Metal." Wow, um, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It was really good. Uh, a lot better than I ever could have imagined. Man dealing with hearing loss, finding a community that uh, he can sort of fit into, but you know, there's a bit of rebellion that goes on. Just what you could imagine, someone being like dealing with a new hearing loss, uh, scary, confusing, maddening. Um, but it's just a great drama and, and very well realized. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just really into this one. And it, yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about like anything towards the end, but like it just goes to certain places that you just Dude. like, that just hit you right in the gut. The ending, I was crying almost the entire Dude. fucking time. <laughs> I never yeah, saw it. It's got a yeah, it's got a wonderful ending and uh, has a has a very good message. Um, mm-hmm. One that I don't really feel like explaining, but uh, yeah. definitely do not miss it. Oh, Riz Ahmed is uh, he's just oh, he embodies so this character just perfectly. He oh, absolutely deserves this this Oscar nom. Absolutely, great. I know. I don't think that he's gonna win. And personally, I think Chadwick Boseman's gonna win. Um, and unfortunately it is i think because he happened to have passed away in 2020 mm-hmm. but i haven't seen i haven't seen the film that he's in so i can't actually say that but the same thing happened with heath ledger um you know i it's, i can you know, i saw it's, that movie yeah i saw that movie i can definitely say it's looking likely he'll get it it was a was that ma rainey was he ma was he really good ma rainey's black bottom he was fantastic nice nice yeah, well yeah he, i'm 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 excited for it, but Riz uh, Riz Ahmed is wow. So yeah. he was so good. It's just a very very mm-hmm. specific character that um I don't even know how to describe it. He's just just so well lived in. Yeah, phenomenal. I know, phenomenal I know someone like him, and it's insane how like that type of person is yeah. a real person. Fuck, and that's exactly it. He feels incredibly real. Incredibly real. Like I know that's a very overused term. It's like, oh, this character feels real, or the film no, feels real. No, I I like, know a person that is exactly like him. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. So, um, um, also yeah. shout out the sound design too. because oh. uh, it kind of it kind of plays with hearing loss, uh, mm-hmm. where you get the audience get to experience it as well, and how that it's, it's jarring sounds. at some points too. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the entire like all you hear is just lows. And it's very just like uh, makes you feel kind of claustrophobic. Yeah. You try to imagine yourself like living like that, and uh, damn, must yeah. be tough. Hashtag don't want it. 
<laughs> hashtag <laughs> Cuff, hashtag protect your ears, please. Yeah, please. Where... Do not take your hearing for granted. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. If you're doing the, if you're playing the drums in a metal band, put some earplugs in. For the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't outdo it. Overdo it. Alright. Uh Chase? So my number five favorite film of 2020. You guys are gonna be so fucking upset with my with my top five this <laughs> this round. Pissed. Number five is Sonic the Hedgehog. I knew it. So <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is so fun, and I saw it. This was the last movie I saw in theaters um, before the pandemic hit, and or before it, everything shut down. Um, and I was by myself. I went and saw it after work by myself in uh, in Spokane, and uh, <laughs> I was sitting in the front row, like, not front row, but, like, the front row of, like, you know, the walkway where you can like, put enough, your feet up yeah. on the bar, you know, um, and I, uh, I had bought tickets, and it was a free seating, and a, gr- a haggle of, of children sat next to me and were <laughs> noisy as fuck. Oh. And so I moved, <laughs> and the the mom was so sweet, and she was like, she was like, no, I'm sorry, it's they'll be quiet once the movie starts. I'm like, no, it's okay. I wanted to sit up higher anyway, but no, I was like, I know the motherfuckers are not going to stop talking, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to sit back. But as I, eventually, I went, I ended up sitting all the way in the back and then to the corner, so the cornermost seat, which is like the least likely seat to be grabbed. Um, and dude, I was laughing harder than the kids. And it was weird because I'm I'm just this big ass dude watching this movie by myself. Like there's no it's very clear that I'm not with someone. And yeah. everyone's there with like their families and like, you know, it's like father daughter, father son, mother son, mother daughter type thing. And it's then there's me just laughing my ass off at at Sonic the Hedgehog because I know Sonic more than these kids do. You know, like, I grew up with Sonic. I grew up, uh, granted, I grew up with, like, Sonic Adventure era Sonic, but not, like, early Sonic. But, you know, I I know Sonic. And, dude, Jim Carrey in this movie, I, there, there's a scene in the movie. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I literally can't describe it because it wouldn't be funny. But because Jim Carrey is doing it and saying it. I was in tears. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Such is the case. <laughs> and, and, and so, and because I laughed that hard, I was like, this movie's fucking great. And it's <laughs> definitely the best, in my opinion, the best uh, video game movie ever made. And it's oh, okay. great because it started off with such controversy with the with that hideous human-looking oh, Sonic. And yeah, then they, they created this beautiful-looking Sonic that is as as unique like it's it's they wanted it to look different than the than the games and that's fine and it looks perfect we were just talking about this james marston right yeah he's in the movie as well and he's a cop who uh who is like a really great cop and he's like guts gets this offer to move to san francisco but he wants to stay in like little his little town green hills um and ha, you know, green yeah, hill green hills that's the that's the town they live in and uh, okay. And then he meets Sonic, and they just have this relationship, and it's such a bu- it's like a buddy cop film. It's oh, okay. so it's so perfect. Eventually, essentially, um, the premise: Sonic loses his rings, and his rings he can throw and travel through different worlds. Um, oh, okay. And he loses his bag of rings on top of this big building in San Francisco, and so, um, 
James Marston's like, okay, well, if you leave me alone and you leave here, I will drive you and we'll never talk to each other again. And of course, that's how all buddy, like, you know, travel movies start. Road movies, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're just, their chemistry, it's, and Ben Schwartz as Sonic, fantastic. Wow. So okay. good. And it's, 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 it's such a fun movie. It is so campy and kind of goofy and dumb, but it was, it was, I loved it. I loved it, and I will, I can't believe I haven't bought it yet. That's how much I loved it. I can't believe I haven't seen it. I did want to check out this movie for quite it's, a while. Dude, it's fun. It's worth, I mean, it's worth the red box rental. If you yeah. want to, if, if, you know, sure. I can understand not wanting to buy it. But no, this is, Sonic the Hedgehog is a solid, solid film. And, and I will stand by that. It's not a great film. It's definitely an average, but it's solid, dude. It's a sure. solid average that's, film. That's all you need sometimes, just fun. Yeah. It was fun. It, it was a great time at the movie theater. Um, it was funny because I was there by myself with a bunch of little ass kids, and that was funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, I got to drive home, and I was like, you know what? That was pretty good. And they set up for a sequel that I'm also equally excited for. So oh, yeah. I'm, sequel time. I'm, All right, cool. I'm, I'm happy for it. Yeah, they're bringing Tails into it. <gasps> Tails. Sweet. Yeah, oh, I cool. like Tails. So, yeah, man, I've... Sonic the Hedgehog, solid, solid film. Cool, dude. Yeah. Can't wait now. There's my number yes. four. <laughs> my number four is The Devil All the Time. Oh, really? Hm. Yeah. I I like this one. I gradually grew to like this one the more I watched it. And I miss cool character dramas like this. One where there's like mm-hmm. a big ensemble and their stories are woven in and each other. Yeah, it's and, cool. Oh, yeah, over the course of years and different towns and places. This one... I think executed it really well. It has that American crime novel feel to it because I read so many American crime novels. It really does though. It feels it feels like a book. It does, yeah. It, Is it based off a book? Was it was it a book? It was before? based off a book. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And there's narration in it that acts like book writing. Uh, that it's fine though. But uh no, it's cool. It was re- it was really nice. Uh Tom Holland, one of his best performances Absolutely. by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pattinson, of course, being Pattinson, killing it, giving it his all. His accent's a little weird, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, and just there's a there's a huge cast in this. Jason Clark, Mia Wasikowska, Bill Skarsgård, Riley Keough. Neville Longbottom, uh, not Neville Longbottom, but uh, oh Dudley. my god, yeah, Dudley yes. Dursley. He's all skinny now and just Dudley a piece Dursley. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sebastian Stan as the corrupt sheriff. Yeah, I loved him in it. Uh. Yeah, this just this is just my cup of tea. Uh, some people weren't quite as impressed by this as I was, but I was I was really digging it. I was here for the story and the characters. I liked seeing where this journey took me as a viewer. Yeah. So yeah, number four. Cool. Uh, this film I had actually just finished right before we hopped on. Um, I had to squeeze it in the last minute because I had a feeling it would make my top ten. And it did. It actually nice. got very high up in the list. Um, and that film is called uh, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, um, directed by a brother duo. It is the portrait of a w- watering hole in Las Vegas that is closing down and the patrons that frequent it. Uh, and it's kind of one of those films where nothing happens. but um, And it's a very strange style. It's sort of this... It's kind of documentary, kind of constructed fiction documentary style 
very bizarre, very unique. I've never seen anything like it. Is it kind of like um, a kind of like one of those kind of like a hangout movie sort of thing? Definitely a hangout film. Um, okay. And with that, you're dealing with, you know, people who drink a lot, the emotions and the difficulties that come with alcoholism, and uh, you know, you're dealing with characters who are very lonely and troubled. A lot of older, uh, an older generation who is hurt and you know sees the younger generation as you know confused and basically what boomers talk about millennials that sort of conversation (laughs) flows through all of this um but no i just think it's a very uh poignant film and it just like i said it's sort of a documentary about this bar that's closing down um I don't know. I was just really into it. Super slow and nothing really interesting happens, but you're just focused on these characters and uh, their lives and their mindset. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's very, very good. I would recommend if you're just looking for something super, just kind of to zone out to late at night. Um, yeah. This uh, is my paying first attention one is optional, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just... You just might know what you're pay expecting to it a little bit, just because it's mostly talking type stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's very much a hangout film, but I was super into it. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I wish I had more to say, but because I just saw it, I'm kind of like still, still processing, gathering my thoughts. But Good. well, my number four is actually uh, the devil all the time, and oh. I I really I really enjoyed this. Um, I I can pretty much I can pretty much. Uh, uh, mimic everything that Nick was saying. Um, I think Tom Holland is has such a strong future ahead of him outside of Marvel, and I'm I'm really excited for him to honestly finish Marvel and just kind of move on and do more, do more like like yeah, like stuff he's like great. this. He's a great Spider-Man, and he really does. Yeah. And he's and he's not just a Marvel face. He actually puts all into that character. Yeah, like, yeah. He does the gymnastics and everything. Like the gymnastics and Tom the emotion is he puts is in. a solid ass actor, man. He really he's, is. He's really good. And from what I hear, Cherry is also. It's not the best movie, but Tom Holland is the best part of the film. From what I hear about Cherry, um, that's good. But yeah, no this this is great. This is uh, it's a really good time. Um, the movie is dark. It yeah. is super dark. Um, yeah, and it and it deals with uh, this gener that generation's like uh, like our grand our grandparents our boomers the boomer generation our grandparents mm-hmm. essential big uh, boomers like generation and how they were how they were taught to kind of you know don't show don't show uh, don't show your fear don't show your emotion you want to be strong especially yeah. especially the men are supposed to be strong and women are supposed to be this way and blah 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 and Tom Holland is is kind of he's kind of both in that way where he's like I'm going to yeah. be you know my dad would wanted me to be this way but his dad went crazy he but he's also like you know I want my sister to do to do this but if she doesn't want to I'm not going to make her do anything she wants type and right um, yeah i i like i like those scenes with him and his sister those yeah. were, those are, i i like that how that relationship came to came to be sort of thing. yeah it's just charming. yeah i i also um sebastian stans care all the characters are so conflicted except yeah. for it, literally the only character that's like there's two characters that are just like fucking pieces of shit 
the and scuzziest and people. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's character is just a monster. And, uh, uh, oh god. What's his name? Uh, fucking Terminator. Jason uh, Clark. Jason Clark. Uh, also, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I watched that. And yes, that's yes. Fantastic. He's great in that. He is also kind of a piece of shit. And, and these stories all link together, and, and it's just, it kind of feels like, it's kind of like how Pulp Fiction has their, has their kind of stories that intertwine at the very end. But yeah. this is, unlike Pulp Fiction, this is everyone's story is coming together and everyone's story is linked. Instead yeah. of Pulp Fiction where it's like half of the characters are linked to each other, mm-hmm. uh, this is like everyone is linked up together and the people that you would not expect to be to be kind of having confrontations have confrontations and it's just i think it's i think it's just such a well-done film and it's so nice to see actors out of out of their norm robert pattinson this isn't you know he's got such a wild range yeah Um, he it's crazy to see him sebastian stan is also uh, in this, and you know, he's not the Winter Soldier. I know he's done other stuff, but that you know, that's what he's known for. Sure. Um, and he's fantastic. I think his character, other than Tom Holland's, is my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård is incredible in this. He's he's terrible, but incredible at the same time. And it's just again, he's another conflicted, emotionful, like just. Full of emotion character. And and just the way that all these characters come together is so satisfying. And the it kind of loses me at the... It, like, towards the end a little bit when there's just so much shit happening in such a fast amount of time. But yeah, that's kind of how... That's kind of how something... The situation would go. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. It's a very, very solid movie. And uh, yeah, it's very worthy of my, of my number four, I think. Number three. Bumper B. <laughs> Bumper B 15. Bumper B. My number three is The Five Bloods. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee. That should be your number five. That would have been great. My <laughs> number five is The Five Bloods. You missed it. You if missed only, out, boy. If only. If it was less good, then it'd be my number five. Sure. Uh, no, Spike Lee, once again, having his finger on the pulse of the voice of the black community it's cinematically speaking he's perfectly channeling that through the arts it's very it, there's a lot of daring stuff in here there's a lot of uh, this is also kind of dark this is also a very dark movie too uh, sans some really bad action sequences he's not an action director Yeah, it's so comical but the rest of the movie really up to snuff very incredible stuff uh, Delroy Lindo, it's a crime he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. He gives probably my favorite performance of the entire year. This guy was amazing. He is amazing in this film. And the rest of the Bloods are really great too. Chadwick Boseman, once again, also he does a solid. I was gonna say, job. I thought he was. I thought he was in that movie too. Yeah, he plays yeah. a pivotal supporting role in it. It's very good. Uh, yeah, it's part Treasure Sierra Madre, part Platoon, part Do the Right Thing. It's it's a, it's a buddy film. It's a, it's a quest movie. They're looking for gold in Vietnam. It's very, I said Treasure Sierra Madre, right? It's, yeah. it, very similar to that. But, yeah, it's tense. It's funny. It's emotional. It's heartbreaking. It 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 is it is the whole package. And, yeah, once again, capturing a perspective we don't see a lot. The, 
the black American soldier in Vietnam and what became of them decades later after even in these very tumultuous times we find ourselves in. Very well directed, excellently acted. It does feel long-winded at a point, but I don't know what I'd take out. Spike Lee is a very important filmmaker, and this is probably one of his more standout films as of late. And, yeah, very solid. Well worth watching. Bazinga. All right. My number three is Nomad Land. Um, Yeah, uh, what do I say about this? Ooh, it's got a lot of controversy uh, lately being labeled as like poverty porn and whatnot um i don't know yeah i I mean i i see i see it but i think this story of this older woman sort of losing her basically takes place during the recession she's kind of losing her home not in a great financial spot and so she's just sort of finding what it means to have a home like a true home and home being more than just a place, it being like a community, kind of fr- like you know, friendships, relationships, um, and it's got a bit of a, a Malick touch to it in terms of the way it's stitched together. And some of the cinematography gave me some huge Malick vibes, but it's just a very simple and and beautiful, elegant film. Um, Francis McDormand's it's quite good, and uh, there's just some great characters in the film that uh, bring a lot of heart to the to the movie as a whole um there's not like anything that's super stand out i guess but just the overall vibe and the themes it deals with are just spot on uh just stuff that i think about a lot yeah it, it looks um, so, like a looks like a good social uh, atmosphere going on in that movie yeah absolutely um yeah quite good i recommend it a lot all right my uh number 3 is uh is Hamilton, mm. and that was a, a weird movie? one. It's a pl- it's a it's a film that came out. Technically, it's a film. <laughs> it works. <laughs> um, so I didn't like Hamilton at first when I first saw it. Uh, I was like, this is just eh, like whatever. But I only I watched it not in one sitting. Like I didn't sit down and watch it. Um, and uh. Yeah, this was it was it was the second time I watched it was super good. Really good. And the 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 music is great. The uh the story is is I don't give a shit about it really. <laughs> because it's, you know, we're we're glorifying slave owners essentially like shut up, okay? Like whatever. But they do have a uh they do have a way of making that not be the case by not bringing it up at all. Um and typical leftist behavior. Yeah, yeah, let's just you know. <laughs> but um <laughs> it's uh it's 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 pretty good. I the performances are, are great. The the talent is insane in this movie. Um the fact that they were able to bring kind of this I, I can I, I wanna say hip hop, but it doesn't it's like the weirdest fucking hip hop hmm. I've ever heard. But it's like <laughs> it's it, it's strange, but it's so it's good. It's really good, and I I keep going back in my head and like and like replaying and listen like 
replaying the same like lyrics over and over in, in my head. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I really I really enjoy it, and it's uh, it's one of those ones where uh, it's here because I didn't know what else to put here. Um, and <laughs> I liked it better than uh, I liked it better than the other two. So it's so surprisingly. <laughs> that's that's why it's that's why it's there. So uh, that's my I, I number just, three. <laughs> Chase, I love your honesty. I, I'm I not gonna fucking lie about, the, about it. I don't give a shit about the story. <laughs> I mean the the there's like a there's an intermission in the middle, and after the intermission, I just I'm fucking I'm I'm out. I'm so. It's pretty long, isn't it? Yeah, it's like two hours forty five, something like that. It's fucking long, dude. So. Yeah, but, is that that's the pull quote? My mind. Yeah. But uh, the, so every every character besides Lin Manuel Miranda or every actor plays two characters essentially, um, and it's it's pretty cool. Uh, eventually, the characters die. Well, surprisingly, uh, weird, right? Um, but uh, and so those character those actors that played those characters come back and play different characters. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is fucking cool, but he's also a bitch. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, oh god, I want, I'm trying to. I want to figure out the the name of the actor so I can. Uh, Benjamin so Franklin. No, <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. is. He's also. Uh, he was also in a couple mo- uh, in a movie this year. I don't remember what it was called, but he is. He plays um, Aaron Burr, and he is by far the best character in this whole movie. Or in the whole play, it's he's the antagonist technically, but really not really. But he's he plays it so well, and it's just it's such a he's he's fantastic, and he's got a fantastic voice, and his stage presence is he's so sad and and angry, and it kind of boils over into this final conflict that's so satisfying actually, and yeah, it's. It's it's a very solid number three for me. Oh boy, musical musical theater kids will probably never shut up about that one. <laughs> oh yeah, no hip hop. I know hip hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, right? Yeah, I like hip hop. <laughs> okay, number dose. This one may trigger certain people. I'm gonna oh, be triggered. Boy. Number dose for me is possessor. Uh. Famously on the show here, I had some words. Famous. Famously, I had some words. A lot of them really good. Actually, yeah, a great majority of them. I love this movie quite Wait, a bit. Wait, that's a 2020 movie? Yeah. Yeah. Chase me, boy. <laughs> the one. The Quickly one, at it. The one where they fucking they they go into like. Yeah, they take over. That movie bodies. was so cool. I was trying to figure out if that what that movie was. God damn, I was going to put it into my first watches. I couldn't figure out what it was. Whatever, Hamilton, it takes its place. It takes Hamilton's place. That's my Get number three. Get out of here, Hamilton. That's my number three. Fuck Hamilton. It's out of there. Okay. <laughs> Possessor is my number three. I'll do double duty here. Um, Yeah, Possessor, <laughs> I really love this movie. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg, thanks for taking after your father and making a twisted, effed up sci-fi body horror movie. Uh, it's a very cool concept touches on some really cool concepts and themes ones that i was actually on board with dissecting as i was watching the movie i don't normally do that artsy movies i'm like but this is this is great 
Andrea Riceborough, she is an underrated talent. Everything I watch her in is she's great. She's like a chameleon. I don't rec- I don't I don't notice right away she's doing an amazing job until like I see her for like at least five minutes on the screen. She does a great job here. But uh, the guy she possesses what's his freaking name? Christopher Abbott. This man does so much legwork in this movie. Yeah, he was fucking insane. He was insane. And then you got Sean Bean. He's so scuzzy. He's really great. Jennifer Jason Lee, she's also really great too. Acting all around is very good in this film. Very strong. The dialogue is excellent. At way good at giving character and also building this the world that the characters inhabit. You feel, you just want to listen in on conversations for the rest of the duration. Not to discredit the rest of the film, but if it was just a movie about them talking about the process of possessing people, I would be still entertained heavily. And this movie has one of the most throwback aesthetics I've seen in any horror movie. They go all practical with their special effects, and it looks really freaking good. It's 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 so good. It harkens back to... It does harken back to David Cronenberg's catalog when he was in his prime. Videodrome, Scanners, The Fly. It, it's, it took me by surprise. I was very satisfied. Oh, it ultra-violence. It was so violent. It's also beautiful. It's beautiful violence. Beautiful everything. It's a really... It's a fantastic picture. I could see myself revisiting this one. It's so... It's really demented, but it's also so cool. Chase, did I cover all your thoughts right there? Dude, I barely remember the film. I couldn't even remember what the fucking name was. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember what year it came out. I couldn't. I was like, you know, I thought it was 2018 or something like that. Well, there's a start with... D, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I literally, I was thinking as we were talking, I'm like, what was that one movie? Dozer, dozing yeah. off. What's the, but what's it was the one Nick lost his shit over. It was, dude, it was fun. I, I, I loved it. It was such a good movie. What's your number two, Dicter? Oh, <laughs> oh, take that. Bet you've never gotten that one before. High, high five, Chase. Uh, fucking owned. I'm Kill you. Get old. Oh, back, girl. Back, <laughs> girl. Back. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the number two? Grief. My number two is we covered this one on the pod. Ooh. Dogs do not wear pants. Oh, that also. What the That's fuck? A That's a twenty twenty film. I knew. Yeah, dude. It, it's it's technically twenty nineteen because of like festival runs, but it wide release in twenty twenty. That was so good. You, you can weird. add it back. Do you know, do you know technically 1917 was also a 2020 film? No. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Stop. I I don't know where I can add it, honestly. I don't want to I okay. don't want to bump break. I don't want to bump Coming. Sonic the Hedgehog to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be so, back. Keep okay. talking. All right. Um but yeah, dogs don't wear pants. Uh a very uh very untraditional way yeah. of a uh, character confronting grief and trauma <laughs> yeah uh very unconventional very um, something uh, uh deals it in a way that i have never seen before basically a man he goes to a uh wow what is the name dominatrix, dominatrix to sort of get off sort of confront the tragedy that scarred him yeah it's like a, it's like a twofer. Film. it's a twofer he's able to nut and he's also able to uh to cry and he hasn't he hasn't been able to do any of those 
uh, right. either of those. So it's exactly. like, yeah. Um, and because of that tragedy that happens earlier in the film that propels the story, he uh, is very lost. He doesn't really have friends. Like, he's just a very lonely and lost person. But mm-hmm. going to this character, the dominatrix, he is able to slowly kind of find himself again, find what sort of creates that spark in his life yeah. and um, leads to one of my favorite endings of the year. But basically, oh, this character is just sort of yeah. It's such a damn good ending. So fun, dude. <laughs> it's so, so weird in that. It's so fun. But basically, it's just it's great because this character he's just he's becoming himself again and finding yeah. community that he can be comfortable in. Because once he meets the dominatrix, his life gets a little bit. It just gets a little uh, different. Yeah, he gets outside of his comfort yeah, zone. A little different. You could say um, strange, Victor. No one will be mad at you. It's it's a little strange. We said weird. <laughs> That's pretty close. Right. Um, but no, I just found this to be super satisfying. And it um, it comes off as a horror film, like... That's what I kind of thought going into it. It was going to be like a yeah, horror film. Yeah, it was on film. Shutter. It's on Shutter. Like, like, yeah, like Audition fuck? or something. Yeah, but it's, it's totally not. not. It's no. not at all. No. It's a drama. It's a, it's a depressing, sad, sad, sad drama. Yeah. It's incredibly um, sad. Incredibly sad. Looks terrific. Yeah. Acted just... Well, acting's on point. So um, God, it's just so good. Yeah. It's, Man, it's I, awesome. I fucking wish I remembered both of those movies, dude. God, I'm oh, so upset. I'll change it. Yeah. I'll change it at the end. I'll change it. I was there you block- go. I was blocked out from my memory entirely. <laughs> Jesus, guy. Um, but yeah, lovely film. Lovely. If you can call it that. It was very good. You can. Nick's call low key that. hater. Yeah, I'm not. Hater. No, it's just the subject matter is. Nick's strange. not comfortable with his sexuality. Boom! I said it. Boom! I said it. Who the hell are you talking? Boom! I said to? it. I said it. Do you like to be spanked, Nick? Oh, you don't know what I like. You won't tell me straight up. Me? I'll tell you straight up. I don't. Hey. I don't like to be spanked. <laughs> uh, my number two. Wait, where um, was your fart thing this whole time? We were doing number dose. Oh, fuck. Crap. Um, but the, uh. <laughs> get it? Crap. I get it. I, yeah, I get it. Uh. I'm so my, funny. My number two, I've been, I'm, I'm bouncing in my head. Hey, Nick, can you put your dog down? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my number two is bouncing around. Uh, I think that I'm going to commit and say that my number two is The Sound of Metal. Um, very good movie. You've already talked about it. It's it's very everything about it is good. All the performances are fantastic. Sound yeah. design particularly fantastic the cinematography is actually really good in this too it's so it's very minimal um yeah and and it feels like it feels like it's supposed to be minimal a lot of it's handheld too if i remember right a lot of it's handheld yeah yeah. um and that really stood out to me because that's that's how i film i film all handheld because yeah i just like the way it looks um and so i yeah I, i really appreciated this it's such a it's such a good movie. It's it's fun. Uh, it's it's not fun. I don't know why I keep saying it. <laughs> it's not a fun movie. It's really it's really depressing. But it's yeah. it's got some goddamn heart, man. It is. It's it's beautiful, and you know it, the characters make decisions where you're like, no, don't yeah, do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, please don't do it. Just stop. 
Yeah, it's every every pretty much everything you said is is exactly where I'm at too. Um, yeah, the decisions that that some of the characters make, I I want to cry and just be like, please don't make this decision. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I the ending is so satisfying, Absolutely. and the entire thing kind of kind of culminates um in in just as overly satisfying Riz Ahmed what a, he's he's a he's a fantastic fantastic man uh, he's also the first uh Muslim uh man to be nominated for an Oscar that's that's, right. that's crazy Nick McCann the chicken Alfredo man what do you <laughs> I thought that was green bean casserole what is it? It looked like it looks hard to chew. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, it does. Might be green bean casserole. We're getting an answer. I I really want to know. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm dying, bro. I'm Give me an answer. Beef stroganoff. Oh, I don't like beef stroganoff. Fuck you. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like beef stroganoff. If it was chicken Alfredo, I'd been all over that shit. Son, hey, you but... will, you will love this beef stroganoff. I will feed it right down your. Friggin' throat! Cube. Okay. Alright, let's not... Cube. Let's not stall. Number one, yeah. Nick. Okay, okay. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Numero uno. A. Letter A. It is... <laughs> okay, okay. Number one is The Invisible Man. Damn! Damn! I... Damn! Jeez! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Universal <laughs> Studios monster lineup. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, Universal Monster. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Universal Studios monsters are some of the best ever. Their movies are so iconic and classic. And I was really hoping we get a solid cinematic universe or series or connecting universe for the modern day. It took us so long to get there, but we finally nailed it with this movie. And it's it's a, such a great thriller. It's so wonderful. I was happy probably from the get-go. We, Victor and I saw this in IMAX. We looked at each other in surprise when things happened. And I was scared out of my mind. Camera shots of just nothing. Just preying on your imagination. Let your anxiety fire away. It's wicked stuff. Lee Wanell is so good crafting tension and weaving in uh, topicality too. Like this is this is like a, this is an instance where the topicality of the story, like the themes and messages, they don't get in the way. They actually add on to the story and make you think. Great performances. Elizabeth Moss. She again. She goes through the ringer quite a bit. It, that's that's the beauty of horror movies. You get get to see actors play through a lot of different emotions, and sometimes you get amazing performances like this one. All the acting all around is great. Uh, some great visual effects in the movie. I love the new look of the Invisible Man. It's creepy and modern and straight ominous at times. There's some really good me- memorable sequences here. Uh, there's an attic sequence. There's a hospital sequence. I, I, I go crazy whenever I watch these. Like, if I see it on TV, I'll watch these whole scenes because they're so good. 
and yeah, great effects work. Um, I'm glad Blumhouse took up the mantle with a restrained approach. It seemed like the thing they needed after Tom Cruise's The Mummy and the other couple of times this universe tried to get off the ground. I I loved it. I, I felt so much joy when I watched this. You can hear it in our review. I'm still overjoyed with every subsequent watch. Nice. So, number one, right on. The Invisible Man. All right, here we go. My numero uno, number my one. A, my one, my first number of the uh, the numerology bet. Um, I. My number one film is Jasper Mall. This was a... You guys are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> uh, this is a documentary. Damn, dude. Two documentaries and you're uh, number one. Later. You're number one last year was the Aretha Franklin one. You're right. Yeah. Wow. wow okay. And see, I don't really watch many documentaries, but when I pick them, I guess I pick them. I guess you I just pick, pick amazing documentaries. Dude, send me your wreck. You're on a roll here. Um, but this is a film about a, a mall... That is dying. It is going under business. They are losing businesses. No one's really going there anymore because of, of course, the changing world of shopping. Amazon has kind of taken over. And these malls that are in these uh, southern states that used to be hot are um, they're losing steam. And so this film sort of follows the, the people who work there still, some of the businesses that are still there. If there are really any, there's just a handful. Business is slow. No one's making enough money. Um, but you're following these people. You're following people who have gone there all their lives. Um, the stories uh, that go with that. And it's just super under the radar. There's nothing like, kind of like the last couple of films, where nothing really is like super stand out. But I have just taken a big interest in just people's just people in general, their stories, what makes them human. And um, I don't know. It, this just really hit me. It's just got a certain vibe that I've always admired and wanted to see in a movie. And um, it's it's captured just so well and so elegant. Um, and the ending is half to, it's probably my favorite ending of the year. Mm. It's nothing that is super... Like, it's not going to blow you away, but it just hit the right note. Just the perfect note. I have a big problem with endings that just, there's there's the perfect frame it can end on, but they just drag it for another 20 seconds. I'm yeah. like, you bastard, if you would have just fucking backed it up a little bit, it would have been perfect. But this film, it, the director, he, he nailed it. It's um, it's not a very entertaining movie at all. It's but a documentary. It's a, well, documentaries can be very entertaining, but yeah, this one is just... Size uh, me is dope, dude. But it's just focused on a dying mall. Yeah. It doesn't get very... I don't know how interesting you can get it with a topic <laughs> like that. But, uh, it, yeah, I loved it. But shit, we're going through yeah. that right now. We're borderline. Yeah, absolutely. Just the, just the, the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, definitely rings relevant rele, uh, relevancy. Um, yeah. Even up here in Washington, you got, the, you got the whole Northgate Mall situation. Converting it and even Alderwood Mall. They're putting in the apartments to raise... Absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's very uh, it's very on the nose right now. It's yeah, and it's 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 just kind of depressing, honestly, because these people are just trying to make a living, and yeah. um, there's a line that the sec- there's a security guard that the film follows, and 
he's talking about how, you know, when this mall goes under, he's going to go work for the CEO at like another mall or something, or go work for one of his other malls. And you mm-hmm. just think like, God, this guy who owns handful of malls if he was just to put some more energy and and money and actually try to make this mall live again and like try to build it a new foundation it's just it's just a very telling of the mindset of people with lots of money yeah and uh they're just thinking about yeah. making more money yeah it's yeah. it's it's just a kind of depressing film but super my shit 100 percent. nice and that one's on amazon prime Word. i believe Word. all right my number one. Samson's number one. What a fucking smiley dog, dude. <laughs> Perpetual a, happiness. He's a dopey looking dude. I love it. <laughs> Sorry to distract. Samson needs to my know. My number one film of this year is King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this one is, is a, like, like Victor was saying, this one was my totally my shit. <laughs> um, it's a comedy, it's a dark comedy with, uh, with Pete Davidson and, uh, uh, Melissa Tomei, Melissa, Melissa Marissa Tomei? Tomei, Marissa Tomei, uh, yeah, she's, wow, um, <laughs> and, uh, fucking Bill Burr is in this as well. Oh, hell yeah, I'm in. And this, this movie is so more than just, like, a Pete Davidson kind of, like, loser. Like, you know, he kind of plays that kind of, like, yeah, whatever, loser card really well. Um, And he was in another one this year called, uh, it was a Judd Apatow. I think, no, this is the Judd Apatow one. Um, He was in... He was another one. Another one, yeah. And that one was good, but it wasn't... It wasn't... Pete Davidson played the same character, essentially. (laughs) Um, But this one is... It's kind of, you know, this guy is a, a man-child, and he doesn't, and he's not a man-child because he just doesn't give a fuck. He's a man-child because he's fucking scared and lonely and doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to embrace his emotions, and it's just such a, it, the film is such a, a tug on, like, my particular heartstrings, and it's so, like... There was countless times where, like, I was fighting back tears just because of how something that he said was so, like, rang home with me that mm. it was, it was, it was insane. It was so, it's like the, I've never had a movie that felt like it was, like, talking to me. And, and yeah. it, this one felt like it was talking to me. And, um, it could have been my state of mind at the, at the time I was watching it, but, um, he... Pete Davidson has this relationship with Bill Burr, who, um, uh, Pete, uh, Bill Burr is, is trying hard to be, like, a good guy, um, and, uh, Pete Davidson is just kind of, I don't give a fuck because my mom only deserves my dad who died in 9-11 type thing, and, um, uh, Bill Burr is a firefighter, and so there's this kind of, like, like, respect thing that he has for Bill Burr, but still kind of like this kind of hatred because you'll never be as good as my father and, and yada yada and it turns out that they worked together and stuff like that so there's a lot of stuff that that goes on that you're just you're grabbing onto and it's 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 a it's a roller coaster ride of of comedy and then the last act just kind of slaps you with with 
emotion. And it's so... Pete Davidson was so good in this. Uh, Bill Burr and Pete Davidson's like chemistry is is fantastic. And it's so, yeah, very, you, very solid number one for me. You had me at Bill Burr and Firefighters. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, don't, don't, it's not a know, firefighter I, film. I know, but I know. But still, the firefight, yeah. firefighter culture, I, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, the movie's got a shit ton of heart. And, but it's also still super funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I, I. I think it's a pretty solid, very very solid film, uh, and I'm I'm very okay with it being my number one. Right on, excellent, bro. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, guys, I think that's it. I think that's that it. Our that is it. Top. It's been a good. It's been a good. It's been an all right. It's been a fucking shitty year, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just descending the ladder. <laughs> it's been. It's been such a wild year and such a. An anticlimactic yeah. year for film. And totally. I'm just everything excited. Got, everything got pushed back. Yeah, I'm excited for 2021. There's some great releases already. Uh, this year Dude. has come out with some cool ones. I yeah, I was gonna ask. So we're we're currently into the fourth month. Do we have any films in particular we're excited for for the rest of the year? Fucking. I can't think of any. All, all I can think of is Mortal Kombat. That's what I'm excited <laughs> for. Oh, yeah. Dune. That's Dune be in dope. December. Dude, I'm excited yeah. for that. Spider Man. You know. Oh yeah. You know, the normal shit. Cool. The stuff I, that was supposed to come out last year that isn't out that's supposed to come out this year now. So Yeah. There's a couple in particular I'm fond of right now. One is Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. That looks so oh, yeah. it looks that so cool. fucking fun. I can't wait to see that, that one. And then the next one is Those Who Wish Me Dead. It's the newest Western thriller by Taylor Sheridan, who also mm. made Hell or High Water and Wind River. He also wrote Sicario and created Yellowstone. Oh. I love... He's one of my favorite writers right now, and I, lo- I love it when he... I especially love it when he directs, too. He Whatever he puts down, I'm, I'm there. I'm with it. And I can't mm. wait for this one. Nice. Oh, Venom. Or, sorry, not Venom. Fucking... Why did I say Venom? Uh, Venom. Matrix, of course. Matrix I'm excited four. for the Matrix. Yeah. Um, John Wick 4. No, that's... Oh, that got pushed. Isn't, that's pushed, yeah. Okay. Um, How about Space yeah. Jam Two? Eh. I'll watch I it. Didn't. I'll watch it because it's free. Uh, I'm not yeah. a fan of how Disney's doing their releases right now on Disney Plus. That's stupid. They're doing the Mulan um, model, right? They're doing the Mulan model. Yeah, that's dumb. But the thing is, people are going to pay for it anyway. So it's like, yeah. but like HBO Max, HBO Max number one. If we're if we want to <clears> go through and we want to talk about like best streaming services of 2020 fucking hbo max is <laughs> way up there i yeah. i am impressed with hbo max like i was at i was adverse to the whole we're gonna do a month on max for these new movies type deal but no i'm actually quite comfortable with it now so a little bit it. it's pretty worth it. It, it they made it comfortable and and now that we're actually getting the movies in theaters it's nice we we still have the option yeah. so i i commend them for still getting these movies out and making the pill easy to swallow for people yeah. like me yeah, so, yeah i yeah. uh i i pay for hulu premium like premium hulu with like no ads or anything um and i share that with my roommate my old roommates and they share their hbo max with me 
So it's like nice. we're only paying we're each only paying for one but able to use both of them. So that's pretty it's pretty cool. I think it's a very fair trade. Uh yeah. they're the same price, uh like fifteen bucks a month type thing. Um Unle yeah. So uh, how about Netflix making it harder to do that sort of thing? Netflix? Oh, they're gonna be limiting password sharing. <gasps> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what do you have a limited? Do you have a like a, a limited amount of devices you can sign into or some shit? No, no I think they've Whatever. caught Fucking. on that people are sharing accounts with each other because they. Okay, wanna... you have like a billion users. Shut I up. Know. Like, fuck off. Like, you're already the biggest streaming service on the fucking planet. Oh, well, you know, your son, your eight-year-old son isn't paying for it. It's like, okay, <laughs> suck my dick, Netflix. Fuck you. I'm going to delete my yeah. Netflix account just for that bullshit. That's so stupid. Dude, that's I think they're epic. limiting to, like, IP address or, like, the household. IP I address? That, that could be, like, that could be... Dude. <laughs> the, the, I know, but that, that can could get... be where your fucking computer is. Wait, wait. Can we? Can we just appreciate? I the might fact? be. I, I might be wrong. I've... I. want to. I want to soak this in more. Chase just shit talked Netflix like he's cursing out a ten year old on Xbox Live. That was epic, man. I don't care, dude. What are they? Gonna I do? love it. They're like, oh, you talk shit, so now you can't have our service. It's like, okay, I wasn't paying for it anyway, son. I don't care. <laughs> I don't pay for it anyway. I. I get mine from my sister. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, Chase, Di what? yeah Chase, Disney is going to come back and be like, oh, you guys can't share. Disney has, you can literally have 30 people watching at one point on Disney Plus. Because you can have 10 different accounts and three people can be watching from the same account at the same time. Damn. <laughs> Shit's bonkers, dude. I gotta say, uh, did you guys, see, have you guys seen anything from 2021 yet? Um, uh, this year? just Kongzilla. Well, yeah, that... That's so far as my favorite of the year, but I did, I have been keeping up with the Warner Brothers lineup, so I watched, let's see, there was, in January we had The Little Things with Denzel Washington, mm. it's a, it's a very average crime thriller, you've seen everything it does done better in other movies, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, very good film, I, I'm rooting for that, Oscar season, uh, the Tom and Jerry movie, it's really stupid, not in hindsight, but I was laughing my ass off when I was watching it. It's fun. It's Tom and Jerry. Yeah, who the fuck cares? You know. Yeah, yeah. When it's Tom and Jerry, it's really good. The human yeah. stuff, uh, it's fine-ish. It gets, it moves Tom and Jerry along. And then I watched this one called Outside the Wire. It's a Netflix sci-fi action movie uh, with Anthony Mackie where he isn't cracking jokes a whole lot. It's very serious, and it's very amateur-looking, and I didn't finish it. I might finish it, but I doubt I'll finish it. <laughs> and then, and this other one called Celia's Dream, whatever, it's just kind of... It was yeah, this really, this really <laughs> shitty movie called Celia's Dream. No, it's a short <laughs> film Victor made. Good stuff, Victor. I like it a lot. Thank you. It's super weird. Aw, thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'll have a short um, film coming out this year, my first one. Hell yeah. My first, first short one. film. My first short film. I'm really excited. First Victor is, Victor's go. actually like my fucking lead, my hero. In the I got you. Oh, heck yeah. Let's do Sorry. it. I was just going to recommend a film from 2021. It's called Nobody. It's like John Wick oh, with yes. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, is it good? It's good. It's playing it's, in my it's theater. It's very good. I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. I would go see it. Yeah. I, got, I was going to say, I have a short film coming out too. It's a post-apocalypse western action movie. Nice. Yeah, it's been, we shot it last summer, 
three day, oh. three straight days in the blazing hot, and yeah, it's it's looking it's looking pretty good now. I'm going into we're doing sound effects and additional visual effects. So I, I can't wait. It was a lot Hell of fun yeah. to make. It's a lot of fun to make, and it came together really well. Nice. Look out for Chase and Nick's short film. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. What do I say? I don't know. Follow us on Instagram. Stream the hell out of this episode, please. We are Heart our numbers are low. Went into making this episode. Pretend this is your favorite artist, and there. Pretend this is Justin Bieber coming out and saying, "Please stream my new album." It's please. I need the revenue. Stream yummy. Stream this shit song, please. Pretend Let's get this it to is, number one. Pretend this is Uva Bowl saying, "You better like this movie, or I will punch the hell out of you in a boxing match." Yes, exactly. So, stream this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your year. Uh, bazinga. Bye-bye, everyone.